Hello, and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain Dunnigan. And we thought we would go back in time and do something something kind of fun. We'll do a retrospect on a script for Jurassic Park 4, the pre-Jurassic you know, Jurassic World script, you know, at a time period where they thought they were going to go kind of in a different direction or something like that. There's always been this script out there that you kind of like hear of through the grapevine of these kind of stories and stuff, and you kind of always wonder where exactly it comes from. But this is the, the John Sayles script for Jurassic Park 4 that came out around like 2003, 2004, or at least it surfaced then. I want to say actually it surfaced around like not not too long ago. I want to say it surfaced like in I think I might be wrong here and I'll be, I'll be honest I just I just read the script I didn't do too much digging into the history of this but I want to say a script surfaced like somewhere like 2012-ish but this was written somewhere in 2003, 2004 and they're planning for this to come out in 2006. Oh yeah, that, that, that's what I meant by some, that. Yeah, it didn't like yeah, it's like it finally came out to whoever leaks it, which I guess is just probably was sitting around someone's house. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to copy this onto there. You know what? It's never happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of those but, ones. Uh, the, the thing about this, uh, well, well, first off, we're going to try and start, uh, don't know how many we're going to do. It depends if we come across a script that uh, interests us. We're going to try, because we had so much fun doing the original draft of the Super Mario Brothers script. Like, you know what, there's other things out there that were never made, but there's in, there's scripts out there, so let's just look into it and see whether we like it or not, just see what we think of it. And um, just to go into it, and I know Jurassic Park's one of your favorite movies. I really like Jurassic Park. So, like, let's see what this original script was and see what they pulled in from the other movies. And uh, was, this is, like, one of the only, because we were also looking for other scripts. I'll say this. Some scripts is like, okay... Is this a fan script of what someone heard the grapevine and then, like, Frankenstein some bullshit together? Or is this the real thing? I'm pretty sure this is the real thing. But every so often, like, the original th- Batman 3 script, and all of a sudden, like, Rage Al Ghul appears. And fucking, like, oh, Catwoman's there, too. And Gordon, like, oh, okay, okay. It's no fucking way they're at Rage Al Ghul in the original Batman 3. No way. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's so always people I'm pretty that sure wanna... this one's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was say, there's always like that's always what you kind of wonder when you're looking for scripts too. Is like, like is this a real one or is this just like the fan script that got like leaked in between? Yeah, is this did somebody hear about details and they they make their own script and try and pass it off as the real thing? So, but I'm 95 percent sure this thing is the real thing. So if if it if it looks like it was like a like a copied from a, from like a fax machine or something. Um, I'm going with it's probably real. Yeah, I got, got the photocopy treatment going on there. But uh, yeah. this one's an interesting one. It's like the, the main concept of this is like it starts off, and so you got a guy named Nick, which technically that's, isn't that the name of, um, what's his name's character in, um, they call him Nick in um, Jurassic, Jurassic World? I think his name is, um, it's not... I don't think it's Nick. I think it's something like... Because uh, well, I always... Because oh, well, the weird part about calling him Nick is I'm like, well, you know what? The main character of Jurassic Park 2, other than Jeff Goldblum, Nick Van Owen, you know, played by Vince Vaughn, it's kind of weird to have Owen, another Nick Owen. character. Okay, that's what it was. It was Owen, because that's what threw me off. Of, like, that was Owen and things like that. But it's one of those ones where it's like, you're going to name the main character of this story, like one of the main characters of the two <laughs> movies that go, but whatever. The Vince Vaughn character, his yeah. name was Nick? 
Yeah, his name's Nick. They're Van- probably just like no one remembers Vince Vaughn. He's doing out. He's doing at this point. He was doing what was it? It was uh, fucking because um, that was still a wait for this script. Uh, he was doing like uh, God, I'm trying to blank on it. Old like old school or something by this point. Yeah, but it's still it's just a weird one because it kind of has that feeling like did this guy not like? Because when I kind of read this script, it's like it almost had that feeling like did this guy really watch the first couple movies? <laughs> like I feel like there's a little bit like a. A loss there, because even in the beginning, it starts off, it's like a baseball game. It's like, oh, we're at the kids' t-ball game. We're having fun. It's family friend or family-friendly stuff here. And there's, like, somebody named Tim in there. And you're like, at first I'm reading the script, I'm like, oh, shit, is that Tim from, like, the first Jurassic Park? No, it just had to be some kid named Tim. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I, I just feel like this guy, I don't know if this guy really kind of is like, hey, John, you, you want a job to do Jurassic, Jurassic what? Yeah, Jurassic Park, you know, it was a big movie in 93, made a fucking lot of money. I don't know, was it, was it pay? Uh, guys, guys, gotta give twenty thousand bucks for a spec script. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll do it. What's it about? Dinosaurs? That's fucking gay. I'll do it anyways. <laughs> can I put him? Can I put him in SWAT gear? Oh, sure. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that Howling movie. Go fuck yourself. I'm John Sayles. Actually, What'd you do? I actually didn't look up anything John Sayles did previously, but you didn't, dude. He, I he, he wrote. Um, he actually he was the guy that wrote the original Piranha, 1978. That was just, like his first script. And then he did mm-hmm. Battle Beyond the Stars. He also did the oh. Clan of the Cave Bear script. And then the Spiderwick Chronicles kind of somewhat recently. Okay, so for a while he was an exploitation guy, kind of. Yeah, so he started off, you know, pretty well, much I don't know Roger if you call that... Well, I mean, Roger Corman. I guess I'm not sure if you call Battle Beyond the Stars exploitation, but it's Roger Corman, so it always pops in my mind whenever I think that. But, it, it pretty much um, is. You know, I mean, it's like... It's like high budget for exploitation movie, I guess. <laughs> well... Does that one ever have any tits? I don't think the movie has any tits, does it? No, it's like a PG movie. It was like, I felt like Roger Corman was really trying to make like a legitimate, like, hey, maybe this will get in the theaters type movie. And it's like, oh, fuck, I guess it's not. Well, whatever. Nah, fuck it. Let's go back to like chicks and bikinis with machetes. Fuck it. This is what I'm good at. Yeah. Because um, it felt like he's like, wait a second, I can ride the Star Wars wave. And then it was like, oh, no. I guess. I tried. Like, yeah, I guess kids don't want Magnificent Seven in space. Actually, no, the movie did good, but still. Uh, go, going back to Jurassic Park 4 here for a second. Before we get too far into the movie, I just want to say that, like, or the script for that matter, I thought the script was okay. I'm just, I wasn't really in love with it. I actually, I can think I can say I like Jurassic Park 4 and 5 more than this one. Um, but it's one of those things where there were some, it, it's kind of weird because Spielberg wasn't entirely happy with the script because he he said in an interview he wants to find a way to balance adventure with science, mm-hmm. and this leans way more in, in adventure than science. And and this one leans even farther away from adventure to being just straight action, and like that's kind of how I felt. Like because I'm with you in the same page too. I thought it was just kind of okay. I mean, it really like four and five pretty much take from this script. There's definitely a lot of elements in those movies that are from here, but. It is kind of one of those movies where it's just, I don't know, I just, I just have the feeling that the guy just did not care about Jurassic Park that much putting it together. Well, there's also some moments reading the scripts. I'm going to say this right now. This isn't so much talk on the sport story, but the guy's script writing ability. Like, all of a sudden, the, the troops run into the, into, the, into, the, uh, into the building. Bam, 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 bam. You just like, you just write, they fire. You know, I can just imagine him just explaining it to who's ever typing. He's like, bam, bam, bam. Like, all right, um, okay, I'll just put in these fire. No, right, bam, bam, bam. They gotta get that shit across. I gotta fucking know. Yeah. We're not fucking around here in Jurassic Park 4. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna put that down for it. I mean, everybody kind of has their different ways of going about, like, putting it just, scripts together. It just together. seems kind of like, I just, I'm just imagining it's just like, 
Look, we got to get that. that. That's the only thing that's going to capture the studio execs that have to thumb through this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I mean, but uh, that's sort of how scripts are because scripts are kind of made like they're only made for like movie people. Like they they're not made for a general audience to go through. It's like they would look too goofy if you try to like sell a script just to like anybody on the street. I I've read scripts and found them really enjoyable. Like I was reading a short novel, but at the same time, whenever someone just goes like bam bam, you just like gunfire happens, shootout happens. You can describe this action scene, but a lot of times in days, I don't know. I won't harp on that. Too I, I long. guess he was just more in the comic book style. I guess that's why he's like picture the word bubbles popping up on the screen. <laughs> Maybe it was something like that. But so anyway, going back to the way this movie starts off, they're, they're um, at the the t ball game that has Tim that's not Tim. You know, other Tim, yeah, some loser and Tim. And I like how they really go into detail. This kid, they're like, they're like, Tim, you're fucking up the game for everybody. People are throwing hot dogs at your father. What do you think about that, Tim? How about you catch the goddamn ball, Tim? Tim, do you want to ride home, or for that matter, do you want dinner tonight? Well, I'm telling you this right now. The guy cooking hot dogs out in the out in the parking lot, he's not going to share it with you if you keep fucking this up. Yeah, he's, we don't he, even allow that guy in here. He has he's just making hot dogs for everybody, except you, Tim. He's except cooking you. a T-bone steak for whoever's the MVP of this game, Tim. I hope that's you. <laughs> Something tells me it won't be. <laughs> but um, the thing is about that. Um, they, they go into detail about all these people. Like, little Rebecca is there. And part of me, for a split second, I'm thinking, is this Tim? Like, well, it's not. I don't think it's Tim as it went on. But I'm thinking, well, are these people that are going to grow up and later become, like, uh, later become adult characters or teenagers? Or are they going to go to the park later? Why are we getting so much in these characters? And we never see these people again. And I'm like, if we're never going to see these people again, and we went into all these detail of all these people and all these humans, because what ends up happening is... There's this baseball game going on, and pterodactyls come down and start attacking everybody at the fucking game. <laughs> and nobody dies except a small dog. And my <laughs> thought process is, somebody should have fucking died to build the stakes up other than a dog. And yeah. they go well, into all this detail. Like, they make it almost kind of comical. Well, the like, barbecue guy, he literally, his stake gets pulled out right out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, a pterodactyl swoops down, grabs the fucking stake. He's like, whoa, and he starts... Fu- he starts fighting the thing off, and the, 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 you know, it grabs hot dogs right off the thing. It's like, oh my god, no! And like, Tim, you gotta run! And Tim's running, but before... He, he, he like still Super goes Mario on. Brothers, this fucking pterodon coming down on him. Well, not even that. He still makes it around the bases. He still has to go through the bases. He's like, don't, you, like, don't you dare keep running, boy! This is your only chance! <laughs> Like, he's just like, I don't get, like, you know, he just flashes back to, like, uh, flashes back to, like, a coach yelling at him, like, I don't care what happens. That ball flies, you fucking run. Hand goes up. What if a pterodactyl comes down and attacks attacks us? That is the stupidest fucking question. Of course you run, even if a fucking pterodactyl comes down. She's running like, it's just like he said. (laughs) Yeah, because like to a child, that'd be like so real right there. So you're going to keep going. You never know when pterodactyl... Well, in that world, that could happen, I guess. So, and it fucking does. And nobody dies. And I was a little disappointed. Except for some annoying dogs. There's a little dog barking. That dog shut up. A pterodon came by, picked the dog up, learned its fucking well, lesson. <laughs> and then at some point, there's like there's like the nerdy kid with big glasses reading a Harry Potter book. 
He's just like, oh, yeah. Mother, it's it's like it's a baseball game. He's gonna lose, Mother. I don't care, Mother. And I think I like how it gets across that she goes out of her way to save Tim, but not the nerdy one in the bleachers. She's like, <laughs> fuck this one. This one can stay here. Come on, Rebecca. She like grabs her daughter, leaves that one there. She's just like, Take that one! But mother! Like, you're genetically weak! <laughs> yeah, you're reading Harry Potter. We know exactly what year this is. You're genetically inferior! Your brother can play baseball! And then they have the whole thing where, I think it was Tim, maybe somebody else, but there's the pitcher, and they get across, I guess the pitcher is kind of a portly kid. It's like, but he keeps on missing! Nah! You know? And the some, like a pterodactyl comes down, picks up the pitcher, and he runs and catches the pitcher. Like, the two dads bring him down. He's like... So the kid is like, they, they gotta save the kid. Okay, it just got kind of ridiculous. Like, catch him! Catch him, Timmy! Catch him! He catches him, the dads bring it down, and they fight off the pterodactyl with a bat, and then it flies away. I'm like, whew, this could have been a really cool opening, but at the same time, keep in mind, this is the second version. The first script never got out. Second one leaked, <laughs> yeah. and then there's a third one where things get even more crazier just from concept art, but we'll get into that when we get near the end. Well, this part just almost reminded me of, like, uh, a goofy... I don't even know what to say. Almost like a slapsticky kind of version of, like, the Pterodons attacking in Jurassic World, where they came down and really caused hell on, like, all, like, the you know, like the tourists there at Jurassic World. But instead, this one, they were causing hell, like, at the barbecue pit and... You know, picking kids up. I mean, it should have been like full-on maximum overdrive where like children were dying left and right and just been like, after this brutally murdered, like the guys like on the floor, it's like, my son could have made it to home, but he's dead. And then boom, cuts to black, <laughs> Jurassic Park 4. <laughs> like you see Timmy, like he just like, he's like running, he's sliding to home base and all of a sudden a pterodactyl comes swooping down and you see his foot sliding through the sand hitting the front the hitting like home plate that it pans over you see that like it, it's just a leg it's just the, 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 rest, the rest of him's like dangling and like getting ah! ah! like carried away by two like pterodactyls he's just like the dad's like he did it he fucking did it Jurassic Park 4 <laughs> And I, I think the thing is, because they kind of, like, a little bit later in the script when they kind of explain, I think the whole point of, like, what this was supposed to be is because they're, like, at first it's, like, they go, like, oh, the dinosaurs have escaped the island and so on. But they're really only terrorizing Mexicans and South Americans, so it hasn't been that big of a deal yet. But, oh, God, they invaded an American baseball game. <laughs> it is on now, like Pearl Harbor. <laughs> so, this is their... <laughs> it, it was literally just like that. You know, it's like, oh, the Japanese, oh, well, they're invading China and murdering tons of Chinese people. Well... Chinese people, they're not, our not America yet. Oh well, they got they got they're in the Philippines now too. Well, I mean that's kind of America, but not really America. Not really. Oh god, they bombed Pearl Harbor. Oh shit, those fucking bastards. <laughs> Who do they think they oh, are? Let's go over there and whoop their ass and just show them that how pissed we are. We're gonna drop two atomic bombs. Have we tested these yet? Well, we sort of tested them, but not real people. This is our chance to real <laughs> test them. And that's really what this thing is. It's just more like, oh, fuck, the dinosaurs finally America, invade America. Well, now we need to put it into this. Get the UN task force. <laughs> well, I just like the idea of just like, well, they're attacking they're, they're, they're attacking Mexico. Well, they, they attacked like a sandals resort. It was some of the copies. You know, no big was, deal. Was there any American tourists there? No, it was just a bunch of Europeans at that time. It wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> it all panned out. <laughs> Well, that was a close one. I know, I know. I was almost there last week. Then it would have been World War Three. Then, yeah, I know. Fuck, <laughs> we were that <laughs> close. But then it's just like, oh, 
Not only are they attacking America, they're they're attacking America at a little league barbecue. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are all gonna die. <laughs> That's like what it was. It was set up for that, and then it's like they talk about this UN task force being put together or whatever. It's like, was what this like this is like the same team in like Street Fighter? <laughs> I mean, the guys running like you they, know. They mentioned this UN task force, and they never fucking come back around. No, to it's it. like on the TV too. It's like, oh, UN task force is set up to take care of dinosaurs. You know, yes, dinosaurs, dinosaurs out there in the world. They're gonna be invaded. <laughs> They never come back to the UN task force thing. Next thing you know, because they they just give you some exposition over like a news clip about um, dinosaurs are coming in close to like a lot of like, you know, like you said, like South America, a lot of like South and Central America and Mexico and just going in and wreaking hell and just not even like like more of just like the pterodactyls kind of swooping in once in a while and then compies some hair got there yeah they're like, like hey those compies are eating our chickens damn it <laughs> yeah that, like that, that nothing like a raptor running around but you know things like that like how the fuck the compies get there but whatever the compies get everywhere um, apparently it's just this is what happens so you have a guy and um you have this guy Nick watching this at like a uh, resort on a beat at a beach bar and then John Hammond rolls by. He says, Yes, I am now the most sued man in the world. Not the legacy I wanted, but the legacy I got. Oh, sure. But enough. I got look at here's the goodest book world records. Two thousand three look at there I am right there. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It has the it has it has the green aluminum foil over it. It's like a Pokemon card. <laughs> yes, I, I know what Pokemon is. I have grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an idiot. I spared no expense. <laughs> and I love that, that like, Charizard. <laughs> yeah, I love that you... also. Like he, like I wonder. It's like okay, he got the Guinness Book World Record. They make like a placard for that. You know, how, like if you go out, and you do the most amount of push-ups in the world, or you like run the longest distance, or you cook the biggest pizza. You get like literally like the certificate thing. Does he get a certificate? That says most sued man in the world. Maybe if he asked for it, like, oh, we did, we just assumed, okay, cool. <laughs> just imagine, like, well, my thing is, what if somebody beats you at that record? Like, you just have this thing mounted in your wall. Like, let's say you're like the greatest in the world, and I don't know, um, uh, Buck Bumble for Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> right? You have the greatest score ever, like higher than anything else in the world. And then you make it to Guinness Book World Records somehow in this game that only five people know about. And then one day someone beats you by two points. Are you just looking at that? Are you just looking at that mantle and you just hear? You go to the door and there's just a guy in glasses like you know what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> they like take it. They just like throw it outside and light a fire. And be like, no one shall know anymore. Your record has been erased. <laughs> It's like fucking Afro Samurai. You have to get the number two headband to fight face the number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, you got Nick, who's just pretty much like ex Navy SEAL, just hanging out on the beach, being like, "Yeah, I take some mercenary jobs here and there." That's what I do. He has like some regular job too at the moment, like because he gets like a buddy. He comes, he's like, "Hey, Nick, you know, I know you hate working here on this beach and everything where it's nice and sunny." He's like, "Yeah, I miss killing." I'm like, yeah, well, um. Got a job. There's a happy old man, most most sued man in the world too. That sounds like a safe bet, doesn't it? He he comes in. He's in this Guinness Book World Records. He comes by with a big stack of them. He just hands them out. Says, "I'm in this. See, look." He's very proud of it. <laughs> you know, and he always goes spared no expense. 
But whatever, he gets this job or whatever, and like, and he goes to talk to Jan- John Hammond, which is kind of cool because there is a big fat John Hammond scene in here, which is like probably like really this is one of these stories where I felt like I was way more intrigued in the beginning. I think like the first like twenty five percent of this is actually like, oh, this is pretty fucking badass because that's where you get to like John Hammond comes up, and he's like, he's like, yes, I need you to go back to the island. There's a Barbasol can. A what? A Barbasol can? Did you not hear me, boy? <laughs> Just open your ears. <laughs> I sent my I sent my boy Tim there, and well, we haven't heard from him. Then I found a kid on the street, and I literally tied him up to like a vacation thing and dropped him off on the island. He landed on the wrong island, but um, yeah, his parents never really knew about that, but uh, it all worked well, out in the long run. Him. He- he was a street child, after all. <laughs> but uh, this is Jurassic Park 4, so I'm going to need a man this time. I'll say this. Um, even though a staple of Jurassic Park is having a kid in there, uh, even though I just thought the script was okay, I actually thought it was interesting how they did not lean too much on having a kid in this script. I like that a lot, and then I also like how it started off. There was actually o- Nick was the only main character in it for a while, yeah, and I thought that, that was, was cool. cool. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, like John Hammond's like, okay, you're going to go there, this fat fuck who used to work for me, which I knew all along he was going to screw me over, but whatever, fuck, that's beyond the point. <laughs> He's like, you're going to go back there? Here, here, let me, I got, I got footage of it, I saved this, this is the only thing I got off the island. It's like, there's literally, like, a flashback of fucking Nedry, like, driving, fucking stealing the Barbasol can, getting attacked by, like, a Dilophosaurus. <laughs> I just like the idea of just like the when he says, "Then this stupid fat fuck got spit in the face by a Dilophosaurus." How do you bro, know? I'm just assuming. Bro, <laughs> ah, pretty good. I, I like to throw this on every day. Whenever I'm feeling down, and whenever somebody sues me, I just put this video clip on of Nedry. This dashboard Watching a fat cam. man f- slip in the rain with acid in his face, <laughs> and it goes whoop. <laughs> I always love it. it's just that cartoon sound effect when he slips, just for that no is, fucking reason. That's like the one thing, like, Steven's like, give this to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, Dude, um, give you this whole movie where there's an island of dinosaurs. Yeah, well, I need this. I, I just need, need a... What? Well, Here, this, I'm working I want on to sound like a fucking right Felix the Cat cartoon. <laughs> I'm working on Tiny Toons right now. Just take it right out of that, plop it in this. Well, whatever, Nick's like, you know what, this is the best job ever. I had to kill women and children before, but not anymore. Go find a can of Barbasol for an old man, I could do that. And he literally, like, gets Metal Gear, like, fucking dropped off on this island. Well, here's the thing about the Barbasol can, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. The Barbasol can, and I don't know, the clearly, this, like you said, one of those things where the guy's like, did he see the first one? Doesn't the Barbasol can, doesn't only, doesn't only keep the embryos alive for, like five hours or something like that yeah i think it's only like i think it's, it was like 72 hours or something like that or 12 hours it wasn't a very long so it pretty much is useless i know i thought that too when i was reading this but i'm just i'll it's give this I'm... i'll give this guy the benefit of the doubt and, uh whatever we'll just we'll just assume that it lasts long so that we can go through this script but yeah if, if it, it might not say it in the movie i can't remember i know for a fact it says in the book though so that's kind of where it comes from and maybe in the movie it never mentioned it and that might be the where we're getting kind of like mixed matched with but um mm-hmm. yeah realistically because if this i'm assuming this movie would be 2004 or 5 meaning that it's been fucking over 10 years so that can, that can is probably not even fucking there anymore you know what i mean that can is probably washed out to sea or is so buried or eroded or god knows what you know what i mean but sure enough 
Sure enough. Sure enough, Nick finds it. Well, we never really... They never do anything of the can... I mean, the spoilers. They never do anything of the can in this thing, technically. So if, maybe, like, when John Hammond finally fucking opens it, it's just like... Psh, just... That's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, whatever. He go, He literally gets, like, Metal Gear dropped off here. Like, that's that's how this, this thing feels like. It feels like the start to, like, a Metal Gear Solid. Well, it's like he goes down there, and I'll, this whole part when he goes to Isla Nubar, mm-hmm. and this is definitely seems like something they kind of pulled and put in um, Fallen Kingdom. Because when he gets to Isla Nubar, in Fallen Kingdom, they get there, and they're on a mission, and they're, they're going to get the fuck out, because the island's going to explode. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar right here, because he's there, he's on a mission, then he's out, and we never go back to Isla Nubar. But... This whole part is really awesome because it is kind of like a big adventure scene slash horror scene. Just this long on running thing. He gets there. It doesn't take him too long to come across the camp. There's a couple little jump scares. You know, yeah, he, comes across. He, he literally just finds like he's like he gets to the island. He walks up. There's a dead Nedry inside there. Yeah, he's like, oh, there it is. It wasn't hard to find. Well, he he goes he goes looking around and he finds like the old jeep covered in vines. He busts through it and he comes across Nedry's skeleton. It says a lizard crawls out. He's like, looks like you dropped a few pounds. <laughs> like he is, like Nick is kind of like an 80s action hero, really. I know. Then, I like the picture like Vin Diesel playing him or something like that. It's kind of like, Because yeah, it's that time period. I'm, picking, I'm, I'm kind of basing it on that. I'm basing if it came out in like 2005, coming off the Riddick-ness. I could see this. I could see that being Vin Diesel. Um, trying to find his, franch- his next franchise. Yeah. Um, I can see him, or even though he probably wasn't ridiculously huge by this point, but he's still up and coming, I can see him or Timothy Oliphant. Oh, yeah, that, I can see that, too. That, that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. But and even though he's not, like, one of those jacked dudes, I can just picture him in this kind of role. Yeah. Of people who were popular back around then. Anyway, and he still works, but yeah. Anyway, so, um, so he looks around and he pulls a little metal detector and then he digs through a bunch of old corroded mud and comes across a barbasol can and that's when a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, mercenaries all come in he's just like oh hello my friend going to be taking that can back from you you know like all like <laughs> like these like gorillas just like fucking drop out out of nowhere like they just come out like the bushes and everything and then he says like oh he's just like he says, you're safe with us. There won't be dinosaurs around here. Ha ha. I don't know why I gave him a French accent at the end there. <laughs> 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 We're in Mexico. <laughs> but anyway, um, he uh, basically says, like, I heard that they killed off all the dinosaurs. Like, most of them, there's still a few around. They usually come out at night. Oh, like that one behind you? He says, oh, I'm not falling for that. I'll send a raptor. Like, uh, like, uh, like they, they, they describe it. I'm assuming this is something they made up for the movie. But a digger raptor, a raptor that burrows into the ground and pops out, like bites into this guy's neck, pulls him down. They all start attacking, and then you essentially get this long chase. And this is probably my favorite part of the. Usually, like reading action in a script can, can be kind of dull, but this part was really fun and interesting to read. Before you go any just... further, it's like the raptor is called an excavaptor. Like, Excavaptor. I tried looking that up because I was like, is that a fucking, like, off-breed of, like, a raptor? And I didn't see anything on it. So I, I, I think this guy just fucking pulled that out of his butt, but... I think he was, too. This is, like, one of those things Dr. Wu, like, cranked out. Yeah. Was, this, was it Dr. Wu or Dr... Yeah. Yeah. So... Henry Wu. Anyway. Henry Wu, yeah. So, anyway... Oh, well, I forgot to mention, the, Wu- the whole reason why John Hammond wants 
this Barbasol can is because he has this idea, like, to get rid of the last of the dinosaurs. He's like, pretty much what I'm going to do is make a bunch. I'm going to make more dinosaurs to get rid of the other dinosaurs. I know the, the UN thinks it's a dumb idea, but fuck them. They're stupid. They're stupid fucking people. Don't ever listen to the UN. John Hammond says, fuck them. Fuck them and their dumb asses. But here, I'm going to make a bunch of other, and they're, like, they're infertile dinosaurs. So what's going to happen? We're going to release a bunch of infertile dinosaurs out there and then the dinosaurs are going to start fucking each other and then nothing's going to happen and they're all going to die that's my plan that's the John Hammond experience <laughs> you going to sell tickets you want the t- <laughs> T-Rex's fuck yeah and then realize- we all want to see it don't lie we all want to see it I think that was my thing last time they were all female then I realized oh shit frogs they can switch their gender at, at fucking will oh man well you know what what if they fuck but nothing happened they just always fuck, and there's no consequence. That will be fucking hot. John, you feeling all right? Now I'm alive. That's how I feel, man. <laughs> Let's fucking do this shit. He's like, yeah, I, I got, I got a, pay, you know, I got all these legal bills building up. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna film these dinosaurs fucking and sell it for pay-per-view programming. <laughs> it's my new business <laughs> venture. You know what? We could also even do. We can put a live show. You know, people in the front row. Get a rain poncho. It's like a Gallagher show. Yeah. And sure, if you pay enough money, it'll be like some bestiality shit going on, too. No judgment. <laughs> oh, that would be scary. That'd be mighty. Because <laughs> in Mexico, like, like you know, like down south, like donkey shows are already a fucking thing. So, so and this shit, is, a raptor show, again, like, that's, that, that's going to hair- <laughs> get hairy real quickly. It's like, you know, there, there would have been an old Jose, and he'd be like, you know what, I had such a great, like, donkey show business going on, and then across the street they moved in the, the fucking Dilophosaurus fucking place. <laughs> hey, man, want to see a chick suck off a, want to see a chick suck off a donkey? No, nah, man, I'm watching a chick take, like, suck off a Cytaritops. Like, oh, shit, I can't top that. <laughs> yeah, shit, I don't know how that really works. Three horns! Yeah. <laughs> But um, that's the John. H- that's what John Hammond's planning on doing with this Barbasol can when he finally gets. <laughs> yeah, it. he's finally starting up underground fuck ring dinosaurs. <laughs> so <laughs> then we get back to these the gorilla guys have now like they're standing around fucking Nick here, and they get attacked by the raptor, or the digger raptors is what they call them. <laughs> and these diggers <laughs> start fucking <Come> chasing. On. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. yeah, that's that's literally what they're calling the book. It's like like the digger was chasing Nick down the hallway. But it goes into a kind of a cool scene where Nick, like, he's run away from the raptor. I can't remember. Does he get, like, scratched or something by it or something? Like, is he partially At some wounded? point he gets scratched, and at some point he's chasing one. But there, it's, like, at this point where there's one on, like, this uh, fence and this other side of the fence. They're just trying to race before, like, the part of the fence kind of curves around where he can, where the thing can crawl around or over. Yeah. And then he comes into a, uh, it's one of those things where literally, if we went through the whole thing, it would be like, okay, and then he bumps into <laughs> yeah. some compies, and then he comes in, he stops for a minute, gets a minute to breathe, and then he comes across, but short and simple of it, he tries, he's basically on this long chase, I think at some point some spitters come at him. Yeah, no, so Dilophosaurus has come out, which I thought was kind of badass, they really do utilize the Dilophosauruses in this story, way more than like other stuff. Yeah, I wish they used the Lapisaurus more because they only use them for one scene in the first Jurassic Park, and they never really use them again other than a fucking hologram in Jurassic Park uh, Four. <laughs> yeah, R-O-O. exactly. Well, this part here, this part's almost like Dino Crisis because that's why I think this part almost even reminds me of like sort of that Resident Evil style where he's like run through the building and there's like this 
kind of digger chase him and so on like that. And as he kind of goes through different hallways, next thing you know, he's like down in like this, you know, like sewer type training facility, or not training facility, just like the sewer, like underground section. And there's like Dilophosaurus and so on running there. And he just keeps going. Yeah, as the action scene goes, it's cool action, whatever. It's actually, that part's really badass. Then there's this plane coming in. He's like, oh, shit, I got to make it to the plane or whatever. And a lot of these crap plays like, he's just some old hippie fuck that was hired in. Like, man, got a fucking Grateful Dead shirt on. I didn't want to be here. And I love his name's like Darwin. My name's fucking Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was born with. <laughs> and he's just like, he was just like born like, oh, and he's like, hey, dude. Like, oh, this, your, your hippie, your hippie characterization is spot on, dude. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like hey, dude, up, all right, dude? bro, come on. He's like, yeah, I didn't really want to do it. I mean, all the bureaucratic bullshit that I had to go through, but fuck it. You know what? I'm here. And so on. As they keep kind of going on, like, finally, like, the digger's getting close, and he's like, whatever, run, go, start the plane, start the... It's like Indiana Jones almost. <laughs> and by this point, the raptor is getting close and chasing him again. It's getting, uh... It's actually starts swimming after him. Yeah. So you got, like, um... What's his name? Um... Darwin's Darwin. fucking taking the plane off, but he doesn't realize that he's still got it fucking attached to the log there or something like that. So he's taking off, he's dragging this log behind him. And then, um, uh, shit, they get the, um, what dinosaur is it again that comes up? Oh, the- it's one of the, uh, it's like a, it's a one that swims up just in water. It's one of the, I think it's essentially the thing that's in the cage and, um, in the tank in, in Jurassic World. I think it's something like that. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking that's exactly the, it's the same one right there, pops up. And then um, you kind of see it briefly, it says in the script. It's like, we didn't really notice it there. But, of course, then it pops up out of the water, grabs that log, and pulls Darwin and the plane back down into the water. And somehow, some way, I don't know, I can't remember how, but Darwin, he happens to survive this for all of, like, a split second. He's like, whoa, man, that was fucking weird. I didn't know that was going to survive. That was pretty cool. Somehow, I want to say, like, on a platform. Because what happens is... Because uh, Nick is stuck between, he can't go back to the he can't go out back to the water because that thing is still circling around. He can't go back to the beach because the raptor is over there waiting for him, kind of pacing back and forth, watching him. So I want to say that he's like on a platform or something like that, or they're in a raft. There, there's something like that that happens. Yeah, it was something like maybe the floating log or something. It, it was called Chronosaurus. That was what it was. Mm-hmm. And then as that thing kind of emerges or whatever, like. Can't remember. It's just like <laughs> Darwin. You like you kind of wonder for a second. Like I wonder if this is gonna be the other character of the story. Nope, not at all. Nope. Chronosaurus just like takes him up and just pulls him under, and that's it. And then Nick's like, "Oh, I guess I better swim back to the shore." But he sw- swims along the side so that the raptor gets I don't know gets confused or something. No, no, because then the helicopter comes next. That's what Hel- happens. Helicopter comes down and it comes like they drop the they drop the ladder rope type deal, mm-hmm. and he just barely gets out of there in time as the Chronosaurus is coming for him. And then when he gets up there, he's all relieved from it, and he realizes, oh, these are the mercenaries that were chasing Oh, me. God. It's more of these gorilla guys, and then they just, like, knock him out, and the next thing you know, it's like... I like how it's like, this This work is kind of weird. He gets fucking knocked out, and then he just, like, wakes up, and he's, like, still in the helicopter, and then he just kind of looks around, so he's like, oh, God. He grabs the barbasol can for some reason and just, like, rolls out the back. <laughs> And they're like at some town, people are like cheering and stuff. Like, oh, look at that! Look at that helicopter stunt. That man just fell like fifty feet out. Yeah, he just rolls out, <laughs> and they have, they have this kind of like the, it stops being a Jurassic Park movie for a minute. For a second, it becomes like a Jason Bourne thing. He's like running through town, just escaping all these guys chasing after him. He eventually just comes to some little like diner, and there's an old guy in there just 
eating, just a sucking down oysters. And he just goes back there, just runs in the back of this guy's restaurant, grabs the barbasol can, puts it back behind a thing, behind a bunch of beers, and says, <laughs> like, like, a Coke machine or something like that. Yeah, and says, and he says something like, I'll be sitting someone for that. Don't touch it. The guy's like, all right, whatever. Just goes back to doing it, and all of a sudden, he comes out, he gets knocked out. Next thing you know, he is waking up somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Cause he, and, he, and he goes on this chase where he, like, he runs to like, a big building. And, I mean, it's, it's this big old long like Mission Impossible-like foot chase. And really, these are always those kind of scenes. Like, I'll say this. This is a perfect example Like when it comes to, like, I know it's just signs when I look at some movies. And I think of it with like, superhero movies and stuff like that, too. But this is almost a perfect example of, like, you're going to put all this money and effort into this action scene that really, at the end of the day, could be in any movie. You know what I mean? It might be a badass action scene, but here's the thing. That money should be put towards a dinosaur scene. That's all I have to say. That's, that's when, when I see stuff like this, it's kind of like, that could have yeah. went somewhere else. You know what I mean? And not saying that it wouldn't be cool. And I, I kind of get, like, what they're going for. But, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you look at some of those scenes and go, oh, really? I mean, granted, I know that, like, yeah. that's part of the thing is it's supposed to be this, like, three-way, like, trying to get the Barbasol can thing. Which I get, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's like, after a while, the Barbasol can, I mean, it's still kind of a factor, but it's this afterthought at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, the Barbasol can, I mean, not huge spoilers, but it doesn't really have any major effect in the story by the end of the day when we get to that. But No, because um, next thing you know, it, like, literally it's like he gets knocked out again by somebody with like, like a spray canister. That's what it sounds like. They like came up to him and just like... Shot him in the face. And then next thing you know, he's like, wakes up in the Swiss Alps. And this is kind of where the, this is sort of where I started getting lost in this story. I mean, like, I knew what was going on, but where it kind of was like, it was like, it, Wait, what? it started off so cool. Then all of a sudden we're like, why are we in the fucking Swiss Alps? And he's like, there's like people like yodeling and shit, like off in the distance. Cause you know, we're in the Swiss. We're like, why would there not be somebody yodeling in the <laughs> distance? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like if he woke up in Mexico, there'd be mariachi music playing. You know, if he woke up in Africa, there'd be guys banging on drums outside. It's, you, I guess that's what you assume is going to happen. If you if wake you up, in, up France, in France, there's going to be, people there's gonna be the, the Eiffel Tower no matter which window you look out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be in Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. He'd be in the bathroom and like through the mirror somehow that <laughs> reflects off enough things as the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So he's in like the Swiss Alps and he's in this like castle, like 1500s castle. And all of a sudden, he's just, and this almost even reminds me, like, it's like Resident Evil 4 or something by this point. And, uh, which sounds kind of cool, which I, I feel like if this wasn't Jurassic Park, and this was, like, more like an ex- exploitation movie, like, I think all this stuff would actually work out totally fine. But it's just weird in Jurassic Park. I feel like that's where I feel like it takes me out of. But, um, he's literally kind of wakes up and there's just people that's like, hey, you know, like, we know you're working for John Hammond, but guess what? Now you're working for us. You know, and it's like, come check out our sweet laboratory underneath this cool castle. And it's like, they and go- the guy, the guy we're introduced to, his name is Joyce, and it's, it's, his, it's I remember his first name. His last name is Joyce, and he's this guy that apparently he served with, and apparently he, uh, I think they're at the same POW camp back in the war, back to the town. Yeah, like w- whatever war this is that they're in, they don't, they don't want to talk about. It. it Literally says them, they're like, we don't like to bring it up. We don't like to bring it up, and it, this and this dude has been basically just working as a merc, as a merc for different people, and so these two have history there. And he's like, "We, I told him we should keep you because you're really good." So there's kind of like not like best buds, but kind of like this sort of, I guess, bullshit warriors code thing they got going on. Yeah, like they sort of know each other there. So he's sort of explaining this place to him, and this is where it's kind of like he's like, "We're probably they just go down to like." 
and like the castle walls, and they just got like an ankylosaurus down there, just like hanging out and just like breaking the walls in this like ancient castle. It's just like, yeah, that's where we kept it. Like, what was like, yeah, just wanted a dinosaur, you know? You never know, might you never know when an ankylosaurus might come in handy. And it's my grandpappy always would say, yeah, you know. It's just like what? Why? Like why is that just there? Now who the hell brought that all the way to Switzerland? It's not close at all. Yeah, there is a lot. Well, they 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 almost just kind of like they just have this almost this thing like we gotta go to Mexico. All right, I'll be there in two hours. Yeah, because they go back and forth all over the world in this movie. Just and I, I get it. it's 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 not we it's it's not it's not fun to watch people just sitting in a plane. For like you know like hours on end, but the exact same time it's like they they just they're all the why the Swiss Alps? That's what I want to know. Why all the way out there yeah. when they can go anywhere? Because at the end of the day, when shit goes down, it doesn't go down in the in the Alps. It all goes down in back Mexico. back to Mexico again. Yeah, and it's just so it's, it's just in, one of those weird like goofy like. Don't get me wrong. Like I think that like adventure and moving a lot of times can make for movies to be, you know. They, they can work really well, but I feel for something like Jurassic Park, it's not Indiana Jones. We're not here to go to different countries, or it's not 007 where we're like, where's Bong going to go this time? It's like, once we know where we want to go. We only want to go to one place. It's Isla Nubar, or Isla Sonar, or I'd love to see what the other islands are, because we've never ever got to look at those ones. But beyond that, like I feel like it, you do not need to go anywhere past Costa Rica area. You know, That's where it should stay. So to go to the Swiss Alps just felt like... Okay, and we're in a cat. Just all I see is like I see this from more like a producer angle, and I go, so we're gonna spend a buttload of money for what? So you can put some weird laboratory underneath a castle? That's fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you know what well, I mean. Like, like well, if this if, was a comic had... book, fine, but this ain't a comic book. Well, I was expecting there to be because when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is kind of where they probably got the idea in Jurassic Park Fallen King or Jurassic World yeah. Fallen Kingdom. So at some point, some of these dinosaurs are going to get loose, and we're going to have, like, a dinosaur chasing through this castle slash mansion. Okay. And then I'm reading it, like, it never happens here. Everything happens in Mexico or Costa Rica. So it's like, why the fuck did we go here in the first place? The only thing they have here is they do have, they have the laboratory where these Swiss people are putting together dinosaurs somehow, some way. Yeah. What, this German dude can't afford a laboratory in fucking Mexico? Yeah, Keep I, real estate, I guarantee it. Sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's going on there. And then it's like, I mean, they even mentioned it early on. There's like, because John Hammond says, he's like, oh, yeah, Amber's outlawed. You can't go mining for, for Amber because, you know, people get mosquitoes and they just do shit with them. You know, <laughs> shit happens. Being high off mosquito Amber, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um... So, uh, God, I can't remember exactly how. They, maybe they just... just maybe they just bought it. I think they just, like, fucking pokemon it and went out there and captured these dinosaurs and brought them back. That's what they did. They kept, They said they Pokemoned it, and the main reason they want the Barbasol can from Nick yeah. is they want to create dinosaurs themselves so they can make this army. They have this blue... They have this um, prototype idea of... Hey, here's how we can weaponize dinosaurs, and here's how we can make them work for us. Only problem is, we only have these six dinosaurs that we caught. If we have that Barbasol can, we have the embryos, and we can make whatever we want. Well, see, here's this thing that's weird, though. It's like, they did mention that they gene splice those, like, six raptors or whatever they have. Because they're like, they, mm-hmm. they mentioned all the things they sort of mixed into it. So I kind of wonder, God, how'd they do that part? Then now I'm kind of... 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they did capture these, didn't they? Or were they all formed in the lab? I thought there's maybe there's some offhand comment about, oh, we had just some raptor DNA we were able to work from. And then Splice, because they said they gave a little bit of dog. And then he put in a little bit of genes of himself, because essentially this guy, Von Trox or whatever his name is, this Duke or whatever. This, yeah. This dude's essentially a Bond villain. He, he literally, it even mentions, like, in a James Bond, like, cavern underneath his castle. Yeah, and he's just like, I'll say this, I mean... And this isn't like um, just exclusively this Jurassic Park movie, which was never made. But uh, Jurassic Park has never really had super strong human villains. And I think that's one of the things that makes Jurassic Park 1 really good. It's just like, we didn't need any other villains. We just had dinosaurs. Nedry was the closest thing we had to a villain. Yeah. He was just some guy who fucked it all up. And I think the idea of just like, yeah, we don't really need the human villain so much. And I think this movie gets it across. Because eventually, like, all right, well, where do we go next? Uh, Bond villain? All right. Well, that, that's, I mean, this movie just kind of has this thing where somebody's like, I don't know, I just feel the guy putting it together just had, had that thing where it's just like, you know, like, I kind of like Bond, I kind of like Mission Impossible, shit, the Bourne Identity just came out, that was fucking cool. Uh, you, you know what I mean? I just feel like he's just kind of put piecing into stuff that, like, it's always like the adaptation thing where it's kind of like we're making your own story where it's it's missing the elements. I mean, it's got him there, but at the same time, I feel like it's even what I feel with, like, the last two Jurassic Park movies. Like, though I liked them, you know, sometimes I feel like they're, like, after Steven kind of technically left as far as directing, I feel like they're they're missing that. What, what makes Jurassic Park 1 and 2 so good is that, like, it's more like science first, and then it happens to be, you know, adventure, horror, and so on, and action next. But they've kind of went the other way around where science is now, like, second, third, fourth, and it's more just, like, action, adventure, popcorn, excitement, and... It's kind of like, uh, uh, that's not what we're here for. We, we, we're here for, like, because we really are into dinosaurs, and the whole point is, like, let's be try to be as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, going forward with this, essentially this dude says, okay, here's the deal. I am trying to make an army of dinosaurs, A, for myself, because I have a lot of uh, enemies, and a guy like me needs to get shit done, so here is my reptile army. On top of that, I also want to sell this off this um type of technology and this type of resource off to other world leaders so i can continue to be rich as fuck yeah. so that's the dude's drill that's his idea he's like, and I'm always like, he's like did you know i'm the guy who invented sliced cheese in swiss big commodity oh, right. did, did you know like you probably didn't hear this yet but let me tell you it's in this Guinness Book of World Records just three pages <laughs> just before fucking carrying him around too just handing them out <laughs> Spared no expense. Like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that one before. Okay. <laughs> but then they get the pit, and then they got these dinosaurs, and it's like they're all named like X1, X2. It's like fucking like, like a Wolverine experiment out here, you know what I mean? Eventually they say, they give them their other names. They got them like, um, like Prometheus Spartacus, and Spartacus. Prometheus, and, Hector, yeah. And Which they got, like, they got all like these badass names, like, like Prometheus, Spartacus, Hector, you know? Steve. <laughs> Mick. Yeah, like um, Toby. <laughs> Dunstan. You're like, God, dude, like, you start off so good. Why'd you keep going? Why'd you just keep going down? Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> and Willard. Hi! <laughs> He's a spitter. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like they got this, and they, they pretty much got more like they're like hooked up with like implants and like cameras, and they're like giving them drugs so they can control them, and it's. 
it, it's interesting, like, creating these bioterror weapons with dinosaurs. But it also feels like it's so... I just feel like it's taking me so far away from, like, the Jurassic Park-ness of it all. Like, I feel great. In its own world, I think that it's a cool concept, but it's kind of weird just going into this, like, oh, okay, we're just creating... I mean, like, it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. It's it's all in that Resident Evil style of making bioweapons to try to, like, take over the world and so on and use that as new army. But I don't know. Well, I also feel like... Uh, well, first we should mention, so Bryce... Uh, not Bryce. Uh, Jay, what's his name again? Um, Nick? Joyce? Not Nick. Joyce, yeah. His, I don't remember his full name, but his just last name, Joyce. Joyce is the guy who's kind of running the operation, and he wants Nick to lead the dinosaurs. He says, look, man, I want you to work for us. Whatever Hammond's paying you, we'll double it. So we'll all consider it. Like, we don't got a choice. You're going to be stuck with us for a <laughs> yeah. while. And then there's a girl named Maya, who is the bleeding heart. Like, no, I signed up for this because I love dinosaurs, and I love animals and they are people too and you should not be mean to the animals because that is wrong and then you have the shirt the guy sherman who is just like i'm just a fucking nerd and i just don't i I play too much dungeons and dragons and i only understand science and that's all you know he's like the only sex i've ever had is with my science kit (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. I try to recreate that whole thing from Weird Science. It didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. Science lied to me. <laughs> science is my mistress, and sometimes it just has to punish me in ways that I don't appreciate. It's like, okay, Sherman, shut the fuck up. Dirty, sometimes she's a dirty whore <laughs> who shames me in my own way. Like, Sherman, just go go, go feed the fucking dinosaur. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because, like, Maya like Maya and Nick almost remind me, like, if you combine those two together, you sort of get, like, I guess closer to, um, oh, what's his name in uh, Jurassic World? Um, Chris Pratt's character is sort of kind of like... Owen, whatever his name is. It's almost like, it, they remind me sort of like a mixture of the two. Sort of like how, in, you know, like the Lost World book, like, that one's kind of got, like, the characters are sort of split up and it's almost like they combine them together in the movie version. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. sort of kind of... Because she feels like she has both... Like, she has traits of kind of, like, Chris, and then so does Nick as well, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, he definitely does, because, you know, they, they, I want to say in the... Um, I want to say... I've only seen the movie, like, two times, but in Jurassic World, the first one, they said that Chris Pratt's character is ex-seal slash... I think he was, like, a dog trainer or something like that. Like... Or I don't know if it's a lion tamer, but he was like a he was an ex he's ex seal and an animal trainer before he was a raptor trainer. So I think that's where that came from. Well, I think but in this uh, one they they say that Maya was like a wolf trainer, and then she was yeah. like behavioral, like I don't know, bioscience or something, and then she worked in the circus and whatever. And I mean, they they give her enough sense. She's not she's not like a she's not a dumbass, and she's not a bad character, but she's just very kind of like the the woman. Yeah, I mean, I guess the whole thing. What's what's your thing? Well, you're woman, so you're maternal, so you care, so you love. And I also love too. It's like it's almost like I raised these dinosaurs since they were like children, and then all of a sudden, like Dick's like, "Fuck it, they're getting new names. Daddy's home." <laughs> Little Spartacus. <laughs> it's just it, it might be like a man coming home like 15 years later to see me. Like, where's my kids at? Like, what, what's his name? His. His name's Little Willie. Not anymore. His name's Spartacus now because he's a fucking man. What's your name? My name's Taylor. Nope, you're Prometheus. Go get me some fire from the heavens. 
I demand it. <laughs> I demand Get to it. light my stogies. <laughs> yes, I want you to light them up for me. We'll smoke them together. Put hair on your chest there. How old are you, 12? Tomorrow you'll be waking up. You'll be a changed man after about six of these. Tomorrow you'll be 36. <laughs> you'll have a job. Hey, man, you'll wonder what happened. Well, that's really what happens. Like, they literally, like, they put Nick in charge, and all of a sudden, he just, like, changes everything here, and he's just, like, commanding orders, like, you know, he's commanding orders, like, you know, like, yeah, I've been, I've been trained dance for the last 20 years. Well, they're, like, like, he has, like, those moments, like, like anything else, they're soldiers, they're hunters, (laughs) like we were once, like, that that whole bullshit. He he does have, like, this, like, war, like, it just sort of reminds me, like, not nearly as well written, but almost like that sort of, like, somewhat, like, Metal Gear Solid type talk, where it's like, doesn't matter what kind of soldier it is, he's out here on the battlefield, they understand, they bleed, they work together, they've seen some shit. Doesn't doesn't matter if you're warm-blooded or cold-blooded, you both bleed. Yeah, it's like I you're understand. Both, you're both hunger for the blood of others. <laughs> that old shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. We're I one go. time ate. I one time ate the heart of a Pakistani man in front of his child just to prove I can. <laughs> These raptors are no different. I have a sense of kinship with them. Nick, where are you going? Me and the raptors are going to the VA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> they go in wearing those fucking like World War Two hats. <laughs> oh, you were on the Normandy. <laughs> Thank you for your services. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting at this raptor, like nobody really questions it. Just a bunch of like old war veterans and a couple of raptors <laughs> with little hats and like patches on, <laughs> like this, and just. They're like they're they have their they have their arms up while they're sitting in the chair, just like you know. We have a corporal here today. Uh, will you please stand up and tell us about your war stories? Like, oh, thank you so much. Yes, we we know that, we know that the new presidency is fucking our benefits. <laughs> thank thank you, um, Prometheus. Oh, oh, they all just start doing that head bobbing thing. Yeah, <laughs> like they howl into the air. Well, that's like okay. They kind of go on from here, and then once Nick just literally takes over, like like it was nothing. There's like literally like no transition. He just walks in there and takes over. They go to like this training camp thing or whatever, and they just run them through like these obstacle courses, like it's like that scene in Starship Troopers or something like that, or whatever. And like they go through like one mission, and like I can't remember what it is. I think Joyce is like, "Yep, I think they're about good and ready to go." And Nick's like, "They're not ready yet." You know, what well, you know, one mission where they're attacking dummies. You know, that doesn't mean much in the battlefield. With cardboard walls? No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, like, there's a whole part and where... Joyce is like, well, we'll he... put vests on them to look cute. <laughs> we'll give this one a pink one. We'll give this one a blue one, because he's a boy. <laughs> it's okay. Give this one reindeer antlers. We're getting close to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we'll take them down to the mall and, you know, have them be one of Santa's helpers. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll put a leash on them. Yeah, they're safe. <laughs> Well, the thing about the fucking raptors is um, they say they got these things on the side of their head which emit chemicals, so it kind of keeps them a little bit under control. So they're kind of, when they go through the training process, I mean, you're still called bullshit, but there's some some part of you that's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like when they, when they, when the raptor does something good. Gives them heroin. They essentially give it raptor heroin. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's like there's a part where it says like, 
it got this look on its face, like it got this look of bliss. So I just imagine like a raptor like squinting, like just like, like leaning back, like, uh, like eyes just like half barely open. <laughs> Fucking Rolling Stones album just kicks on for God knows, like how. Oh well, we installed like, uh, Rolling Stones music into like their communicator devices. It's like Heartbreaker. It's like do 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 Heartbreaker. <laughs> like off Goathead Soup, which is like I'm pretty sure a song about heroin. But... Yeah, just right there, the Raptors and so on. So like they're pretty much essentially just using drugs to control these Raptors. That's that that's the solution in this script is. Drugs is drugs is the way to control people, just like in like the old west. <laughs> I'm just imagining, just like you, 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 you capture a, a woman at 12 years old, and you start giving her drugs, and then you know you can sell her until she gets too old and haggery, and then you ch- chuck her back out into the wilderness. That's what they're doing with these raptors. Essentially, that's what they're doing. But now I'm just imagining, just kind of like the Prometheus. You got to get out of bed. They just like you know, just like like I like I said earlier like heartbreaker by rolling stones like heartbreaker what you for like it's playing it just like won't roll out of bed like prometheus, prometheus you gotta get it's up. like his own Jesus like foam's coming out of his mouth like oh prometheus you were supposed <laughs> to bring fire like you <laughs> not disappointment and shame <laughs> you're the fire that was going to ignite the hearts of our team <laughs> And then they just have this fucking thing. Like, now it just is like we gotta get Prometheus to the fucking AA. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, he gets a veteran's now discount. <laughs> well, now he's questioning. Now he's questioning, like, you know, everything. He's a born-again... Well, he's he's, he's a born-again Christian now, so now he's having trouble bringing himself to kill. Yeah, he, he says Jesus doesn't kill, so uh, him and his raptor buddies are now gonna change their evil ways. He, he held that. He held that. We have to we gotta get a translator in here for that shit. It's okay, we'll put subtitles up when some movie plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. But then I love how, like, they, they start going, they're like, okay, we're gonna send these these raptors on their first mission. And at first, like, like the way that they get them into it, it's like, there's, there's, you know, there's this daughter, there's this French guy's daughter who's captured by these North Africans or whatever. The dinosaurs are going to go and retrieve her back. It's like, wait a second, how is this going to work? Well, that's okay. We've been having these dinosaurs sniff, like, little girls' clothes for the last six weeks. Oh, this <laughs> they know the difference now. <laughs> and every single time that, like, they sniff the clothes, we give them some more drugs, and then they're happy for them. So if they find the little girl and sniff the little girl clothes, they'll know that there's drugs when they bring her back, that this is how it's going to work out. <laughs> they get their dino crack. <laughs> they get their dino crack if they bring back a little girl. Prometheus is about to have his like fucking slip up like he's about to oh shit not again I can't go back so it's like I just love that they just sit up on this like yeah it's, it's literally just like no different than sitting in a, like a squad of like Navy SEALs but instead we're just gonna use raptors to be sent in to like break into this guy's house and just go like find this like stolen girl and so and, and hopefully armor. hope the oh yeah they got their like arm they got like vest on which just makes it feel like they just got like little flak vest on or something I'm not too sure because it doesn't feel like they got full armor how, how adorable would it be if when they hop in the water the thing just inflates automatically so you just like it'll do like a little <laughs> dinosaur dog paddle over to where he has to go just going across just with his little with his little front like little like scrawny little arms just this little like that how adorable would that be like oh look at them in their little like inflatable vest yeah, exactly. One of those things like that. Well, whatever. They go in there and they bring back the girl. Like, everything goes according to plan. Like, it all works out great. 
And then there's always, like, some side mission right afterwards where, like, the dinosaurs, like, flip out because, like, they didn't get their drugs in time or something like that. Or one of them was just, like, he was probably well, something that he... Well, they, they get across the... Because, like, Nick's there on this mission with them. Yeah, he's, and... like, riding an ATV or some shit, like, in there. Yeah, keeping it at a distance. He has a gun on him and all that, but he's still just keeping it at a distance and the dinosaurs do most of the work. And he's trying to find the girl. But the thing about that is once they actually find it the girl like the dinosaurs are protecting the girl when he goes up to the to get the girl the dinosaurs get very protective like no 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 you're not stealing our crack this is he really no. like, <laughs> they thought he was trying to get in on it he's like no no no. they said we're only splitting it between us six dinosaurs no human was meant to be here so he's able to slowly get back and get the girl i ain't giving my fucking out. share <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Prometheus. scene like at the beginning of like 3,000 miles to Graceland where like they just fucking don't agree all of this <laughs> this this raptor is definitely uh, is uh, Christian uh, what's his name Christian Slater Christian Slater this this raptor is definitely Christian Slater in that case <laughs> yeah, like exactly. no it's all mine no no we get a share we get a share <laughs> Well, that's kind of what's going down. And then from that point on, then, like, the raptor freaks out and, like, just takes out some some random, like, you know, security, like, extra guard to Nick, who is along the way, and just murders him. It's like, huh, it all worked out great until that last moment. Shit, what are we going to do? Oh, well, it's casualty of war. Whatever. It happens. We're rich as fuck. Yeah, what does right off is that? The girl got away okay. It's all right. And then they're just having a party, and that's where... Baron Von Trapp is like, a toast to our reptile friends until the new future. For some reason, it's like, you think this huge operation, the only people that are ever always there altogether is Nick, Joyce, Sherman, Maya, and sometimes Von Trapp comes in like, oh, hello, I'm just reminding you, bring me my canister. Oh, yeah, and then there's the guy who's like a, a mercenary named Zez, who's meant to be, like, a sadistic guy, who I'm pretty sure was... I'm not sure if that was his name, but I'm pretty sure it's meant to be, like, in Jurassic Park uh, Fallen Kingdom. That's the one, like, colonel guy who was all, like, like to take teeth of the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see that. I didn't think about that until you mentioned that, but that's probably definitely oh, true. Something we forgot to mention earlier was when Nick and Maya first met, she went to shake his hand, and she had gave him a note that says, do not give them the embryos. So that's how oh, we know that's they're on right. the same side. Because she, she knew that there was cameras and everything watching, so she's been secretly like feeding like Nick information on that kind of stuff. Like, whatever you do, don't give it to him. Don't trust the Van Borton or whatever his name is. Bruton. And her whole thing is like, look, here's the thing. I uh, had a ticket to Jurassic Park when I was 15. That obviously went to shit. Like, they have a moment together. And I was, and I, you know, did behavioral science. I did, uh, you know, studying on wolves and all this and that. And then I was given a chance to work on raptors. And I thought, oh my god, this is a how can I pass this up? I didn't realize what they were going to make be making the raptors do. So, and she's trying to be like mother hen to all these raptors. But then all the, uh, you know, there's always some like guy with a machine gun come by slapping it with the with the butt of the gun or whatever. Like every time I make progress with these things. Someone else comes by and fucks with them. <laughs> just, just like, just reminds me like some security guard just comes by, just kicks the dinosaur, and just fucking walks back to his post, being like, "What the fuck were you doing that for?" I don't know. Just bored. Bored. Fucking stand here for twelve hours straight. Fuck you. Want to kick something? 
<laughs> she like, shocks it with the piranha. <laughs> you know, just starts freaking out. <laughs> it's one of those guys. Just be like, I don't know. You start. You just start thinking of weird fucking shit when you're out here in the Swiss Alps, guarding a fucking castle. When, when you only get like two radio stations, <laughs> you only get two radio stations, and one on like they're both yodeling. And there's already yodeling going on in the background because we're in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> yeah. And they only feed you in sliced cheese. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I mean they 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 have the they have the uh, budget for more than that, but you know we're not that high up, so we don't get you know we don't get bratwurst and chicken and all that. We just get fucking sliced cheese because yeah, that's what we get. Because he invented it. And every single time he's got to pull up that goddamn fucking Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> yeah, Come, also, comes I mean, one, one comes of every slice of cheese. Really? Is sliced cheese the reason why you shocked these dinosaurs? Well, I killed cats when I was a kid. Oh, alright, well, there's a fucking red flag. Because my mom would always serve me craft singles. <laughs> so I think it's really tied to the cheese thing. I, th- I think it means sliced cheese leads to animal abuse. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think it's me. I think it's more of a, a problem of society. Yeah, like, I was just like to imagine this whole scene is in the book. Yeah, just like... They just let this ramble on for, like, fucking, like, two minutes. Yeah, way too long. Well, this is the part yeah. where it gets, like, even weirder now, too, because now it's, like, just feels like it's turning into, like, almost like an 80s action movie, which generally doesn't... Ne- never should be something you would say is not cool, but it's kind of just weird in, like, a Jurassic Park where they're like, okay, there's this Mexican drug lord guy, you know, down south. We're gonna have to send the dinosaurs in. Like, well, it's just, whatever, it's just guy selling drugs. No, 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 it's beyond that now. He's got, like, he's got, like, 12 hostages down there. Politicians. Bigwig stuff. He's got the president's daughter or niece or nephew. I don't give a fuck. So, his favorite niece. Yeah, his favorite niece. That's what it is. So we, we, these, these dinosaurs have been sniffing rich people's, like, daughter's clothes for the last six weeks. Bringing <laughs> rich people's daughter's clothes. <laughs> so they'll know. It smells like Abercrombie and Finch. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't smell like a pork person. It smells like a rich person. You know what I mean? There's a difference there. These dinosaurs know. They're smart. And Wet Seal. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Wet Seal? That one fucking really... Oh, I what, wet Seal? I remember that one. That one used to be like in the mall. Does that even exist anymore? Yeah. No. For Forever 21, some bullshit like that. Well, Forever 21 is ironically one of the more poor people-like type stores. Is it? Okay. I don't know. I just saw I just saw people like in the ads or in the displays like in the like picture like that person looks rich. Yeah, they they sell it off like that. But I think that's one of those stores where like you know you could go in there and buy you know fifty things for fifty dollars almost. Well, maybe not that much. Oh, okay. So it's like Ross for it's it's like Ross, but maybe not as ghetto as Ross. Let's just say that. Like it has like I think a lot of its own stuff. Oh, good for them. Anyway, but um, (laughs) we had not forever twenty one. But yeah, okay, they just be. I just like that, that idea of that right there. Just oh, we got we just been going down to different department stores. The bougier, high high class. <laughs> with the Neiman Marcus. The, that that's where we got the clothes that they can go sniff. Went to the went to the perfume aisle at Macy's, the high end top shelf shit. Yeah, the fifth floor the uh, in, in San Francisco. That kind of stuff. Because yeah. San Francisco, because it's Jurassic Park. That's why I'd be in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we needed so. to mention that because San Francisco is nowhere to be found in this fucking movie. Script, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Moving on. So, going on from here, the, the uh, 
they go through another rigorous training kind of montage thing and more moments between Nick and Maya. And, they, and not to be a dick, but those scenes kind of run together. They just kind of run together. Like, oh, I, I like animals. I like killing. <laughs> well, maybe one day you could, like, you know, find love or, or hope. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right, then they cut back to them, like, training with the dinosaurs. And, and then, like, at some point... When they're going through this training, one of the dinosaurs acts up. I think it may have actually been Prometheus, actually. Acts up, maybe it was Spartacus, and starts, you know, attacking other people. And Sherman's like, I put all the crack into it. It's not stopping. It's not slowing down. Oh, wait. And they have to knock. I, did I say crack? I meant heroin. I, oh, God, I fucked it all. Like a fucking Sherman. Got to the Wayback Machine. Don't you dare get to the Wayback Machine. I'll kick your fucking ass. It's just Nick's chasing down Sherman. Get back here, you fucking nerd. I know you can't run that far. It's okay. It's like chasing a kangaroo. It's like, it may think it can run fast for a split second, but he'll run out of breath, curl over, and I'll just be able to pick him up. Beat him with a club when we get back home. That's my favorite thing about punching fat boys. It's like it's like you're punching a marshmallow that cries. It don't hurt your fists, but you can hear them crying. <laughs> it's like hitting the heavy bag or something. <laughs> Literally the heavy bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, so then they so you know, but then they realize uh, they realize like, oh shit. Well, they come up with something like, oh, like oh, these dinosaurs, they're fi- they're learning, they're figuring out. Oh yeah, well, uh, every so often, uh, their whole brain rewires, so they find new paths. That amount of, like, you know, dino PCP or whatever the fuck would have killed it, but now it's just flazing right through it. Like, oh, okay, well, we need more time to do this. And Joyce comes in like, actually, you guys got the mission tomorrow, so fuck you, you're doing this mission. And by this point, uh, the Von Trapp guy or whatever comes in with a crossbow, because, you know, he's just that kind of guy. So he's just swinging a sword in the beginning. Now he's shooting a fucking crossbow. He's just got time for hobbies like that. It feels kind of like an eighties. It feels kind of like Dalton from Roadhouse kind of got picked up and dropped in here (laughs) because he's just he's just like I am a man. He's like just shooting like different um, like priceless artifacts. He's just like. So are these worth anything? They're priceless, but I I grow tired of them. Just shooting them with it. He's like all right. I'm like. I, I happen to be a master in archaic weaponry. Like, well, I guess that's good if you're going against something archaic. <laughs> like, and then, then all of a sudden, like, he shoots one of the vases out of his hand. He's just like, boy, don't fuck with me. I know you have the embryos. Like, okay. The embryos are an old... We're in an old Coca-Cola machine in Mexico where an old man just sits down eating oysters, you know. And they feel the need to show that scene. They go back like, we got the can. Cool. <laughs> Guy changes like, back. yep. Smells like Barbasol. Tastes like Barbasol, too. What? Nothing. <laughs> All right, moving on. Then um, they cut back to, uh, he says, like, okay, here's the can. Now uh, you have to let Maya go, because the whole thing is I know you won't let her go without her secrets, because everything she does, so she's kind of trapped here. you got to let her go, and you got to let me go once we're done with this. Well, because they have that thing, too, where it's like, oh, that part where they're shooting the crossbow, it's like, you like that girl, Maya. It's like, you leave her out of it. She's innocent. She's just a woman. 
<laughs> she doesn't she know, know what she's better. doing half the time. She's being all maternal and loving and thoughtful. She needs that to be shit gets you in trouble. On a nice sunny day, singing and talking to animals. Like the Snow White movie, because that's all I know about women. <laughs> I saw a Disney movie once. <laughs> and then I went to war. <laughs> <laughs> It was too much happiness. I couldn't take it. I needed the war to flush it out of my system. <laughs> I signed up. I feel like it made me weak. About my age. <laughs> I just got a can of chew. Put on, put on a Dodgers hat. Next thing you know, I'm in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's one of those weird wars too. You know, you think of like the Afghanistan war. It's going on right now. This was a different one. This was middle. This is the the in between Afghanistan war that nobody knows about. <laughs> One Reagan wasn't paying attention to. I'll tell you that. Exactly. You wonder where you wonder where nine eleven started. Started here. Okay, I'm getting a little loose change here. <laughs> it just keeps going on. Okay, we're, we're going too far here. Now this is starting to go. It's all a conspiracy. It was a fucking T-Rex flying in the plane into the fucking tower. <laughs> they wanted you to believe it was a bunch of dirty Arabs, but that wasn't the case. Zoom, zoom in on the smoke. You can see the face of a T-Rex. You wonder why the T-Rex isn't in this movie. That's why. He went down with the ship. <laughs> And you think it's probably weird that a T-Rex hijacked a plane, but also this. Did you ever question how that T-Rex hijacked that boat? <laughs> yeah, because there's the fucking... <laughs> they work in mysterious ways. They're, you know how, like, a rat can fit into anywhere? Well, a T-Rex is kind of like that, too. It just kind of moves its bones and body. That doesn't make any logical sense. Shut the fuck up. How do you, what do you know about a T-Rex? <laughs> I'm just imagining a fucking T-Rex trying to get through customs. It's got like a hat and glasses on and like a fake mustache. <laughs> like fake suitcase. It, it looks almost like the Taking Pelon 1, 2, 3, the original one, like the way they're dressed up in that at the beginning. They're off the train. <laughs> Little bowler hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, so, you need more than one suit. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Don't oh, well, spray someone it. Is, someone's being a little snappy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway. T-Rex. Stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> well, anyway. So Nick decides that he'd be like, okay, I gotta save the woman. Because woman's, woman's what brings lifeblood to this movie. In fact, it's the only woman in this entire movie other than the very beginning of this movie. Or script. Woman's all... Woman thing. What woman is the only thing that brings me happiness? <laughs> Which I'm not used to. Well, then, like, even though I work in a bar on a fucking beach. <laughs> and, and then I like because this is the point where they go like now it just turns into like like the, it literally like the ending of like any '80s action movie. <laughs> they they, they well, find then, some drug lord in Mexico that they got to go stop, save some hostages. Except for there happens to be dinosaurs riding in at the same time. Yeah, and by this point they bring in like uh, the they got Dilophosauruses the, too. They got the Dilophosauruses named Casper and something else. I always like really that friendly ghost. Dilophosaurus. 
Even in death, he's he's man's best friend. <laughs> and then no, nah, but oh, and, okay. and then they also they also bring in the ankylosaurus too. For so like I knew this would come in handy. <laughs> and I think there wasn't even training. It's kind of funny. He just got the Dilophosaurus. They didn't take the time to train these. Like we just got these. Cool. Just we'll slap some. Just slap some like you know sand scouters on its fucking head. <laughs> It'll be good to go. So they go down there, and there's, like, the most stereotypical, like, rich, you know, like, rich, like, wannabe Tony Montana. Like, oh, He's like, I'm in my hot tub of my gold. Exactly. <laughs> Just Don't fuck with my money. It's like, you come here with your dinosaurs. Oh, there's, like, part two of the guy's like, ah, oh, boss, ah, oh, there's dinosaurs. like, oh, Pancho, I told you, we sell drugs, we don't snort them. Oh. You're like, wow, well, I'm sorry, the dinosaurs! Shut the fuck up, Punjo. Don't you fucking well, dare talk to me about dinosaurs again. <laughs> well, the thing about that is, like, dude, you are living in an area where those things are attacking, so is yeah, it that Yeah, don't you see that on, like, the evening news? I never yeah. watch TV. <laughs> it's all fake news. <laughs> fake news, fake news, fake news. They're saying a fucking T-Rex stole the fucking plane. <laughs> Can you believe that shit that the Americans put on? How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> How do you get through customs? What, has got a passport? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look at that. I sent one of my guys through customs. Next thing you know, he's in the back getting checked, getting put down, and down to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Jesus. So, this dude, he's just like, oh yeah, fuck you, it's not really happening, you're just making that shit up, I'm gonna go back to watching TV. And, um, it kind of just goes into this big scene of just all these, of Nick leading in, of just well, actually more watching from a distance on the monitors. They say all the raptors and Dilophosauruses and whatnot have, like, uh, monitors on them, and they're just going through the whole man- the whole mansion, just killing everything. Yeah, just like, and, and talking about, like, that was not the job you signed up for when you went to protect this guy. <laughs> Some yeah. bunch of fucking velociraptors that are not even normal and raptors armor. anymore. All fucking come kicking down the door, fucking just, like, eating your buddy's all guts out. out. Yeah, all coked out. Coked out in body armor. You know, surround- now they're surrounded by drugs, so it's almost a surprise these dinosaurs don't go, wait a second, we could have our own drugs now. <laughs> they just start becoming the new cartel. <laughs> oh... You see, like, oh, I'm just now imagining just, like, them coming across, like, the last supply of the amber. Then, like, pr- crunching it up with a credit card and, like, snorting <laughs> it. in the amber. <laughs> I, can feel the, I can feel my ancestors in here, it says in, like, the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest thing a raptor has to a spirit journey. So from there, basically, they just go in, they kill, they eat everything. At one point in there, they say all the grunts are sitting there watching T, like uh, Gamora, uh, King Gamora, I think. And then I th- it's kind of funny because you know the guy who wrote this, John Sayles, he clearly likes. I'm gonna make sure it's Gamora real quick. I think it was Gamora, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's Gamora. Um, Gamora, that's right, Gamora. And it says 
a Japanese show where a turtle shoots flames out of his arms and out of his butt. So you know there's got to be... He was, he, the, the thought had to run through his mind. A producer's reading this like, What the fuck's a camera? Oh, 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 sold. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I also like, too, because then it's afterwards, it's like, it's like, movie on big screen TV, all caps. <laughs> so you know he like wanted he, the scene in here. It's like, yo, you guys, if you're going to spend spend some money, I want you to make sure you get the rights. To Gamera, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's probably not that expensive, but I want you to get the rights no matter what. It's very important to me. This if, is the, if this scene is not in here, I ain't fucking writing the script. Yeah, it's well, a giant Japanese turtle that emits flames from its butt when it flies to the rescue. <laughs> Movie on a big screen TV. Wham! Or sets burst in front of the entrance. Wham! Achilles burst in rear entrance. Bedlam! As the dino hands charge it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just like ideas. copious amounts of like violence and chaos and machine guns going on. All PG-13, though, keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. Because they're at a drug compound in a PG-13 one. But whatever. Yeah. This drug lab. And they like even gets down like they're like in the drug lab. So I just picture there's like probably like, you know, like, you know when they always got like the women down there of like scantily clawed just running away for like, oh fuck, there's dinosaurs coming in here? No, I thought I was just checking drugs for this guy. I, they probably even have that. I bet they probably no, they just had people like in jumpsuits probably coming it's down. It's not gonna be there. like Bad Boys Two or something like that. It's not gonna be like Bad Boys Two or American Gangster where they just had like topless woman like handling the heroin or whatever. Oh yeah. Well, then I like it's like just the jacuzzi room because of course the whole time like and the guy's name is like Pepe like the drug lord. He's just like there, just hanging out in his hot tub, listening to salsa music, drinking a pina colada. It's just like sounds like like. I don't know what it is. Just, it always just makes you kind of laugh when he says, "Ask a Trump supporter what do you think a rich Mexican person does." <laughs> there you go. Just there, and he's just hanging out with like that, and that's what like you know, like the bodyguards like. He's like, "Oh, there's a dinosaur out there!" He's like, "Shut the fuck!" Up. He doesn't even have a fucking name. He's like, "You don't even have a name." I'm Pepe, bodyguard. And then he, then like, essentially, eventually a Dilophosaurus comes running in and tackles him into the hot tub and just fucking just murders him. And from there, like, oh, good, the team all panned out. Everything's working good. And, oh, by this point, we found out that um, uh, Vaughn, whatever his name is, Vaughn Trapp, ended up getting the DNA canister. And he's like, oh, we realized there's just frog DNA in there. Fuck this dude. Whatever. I fucking hate frogs. Yeah. And then um, he tells Zyze or Zaz, whatever his name is, like, hey, the second these guys go, like, turn their back on you or seem they're acting shady kill them if they do that and then what's up happening is they see the raptors come out in formation after you know all the missions done like okay it all planned out then all of a sudden the raptors start scratching their ear pieces off and they're under full control and Sherman's like I can't control them whatever will he do <laughs> and then the, all the raptors and dilophosauruses and it's funny the, the, the big one the al- alvasaurus what's it called Oh, the um, Ankylosaurus? Ankylosaurus is like, I'm just eating some fucking grass. <laughs> just but, like oh, eating other... grass and just like sit, sitting out there swinging its fucking big old tail. But all the others start running uh, down there and start killing everybody. And all like these guys in armed guard, uh, like uh, in vehicles, start turning around trying to leave. They're all crashing into each other, getting stuck in the mud. They start, uh, all the dinosaurs start eating people. One of the first people, important people to die is the Baron guy, and he says something in German, what I'm assuming is like, please don't eat me, and then, you know, munch. 
And then while that's happening, Sherman wakes up. He's like, oh, oh, I may not be physically fit, but there's a tree. Maybe I can just willpower my way up there. Ugh. And gets up a tree. And then we get to Joyce, who's a, little who's a little bloodied up right now. And he points a gun at Maya. And he's all like, you did this. Like, no, I didn't. But they did it. They learned through willpower. Like, uh, stop it with your women talk. <laughs> and feelings and shit. Where's that Sherman guy? He knows how to use a computer. He can, he, he can, he can program the feelings out of these dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes in. And he's just like, he's pointing the gun at the girl. And then at the last minute, he's just like, he's like, you love these dinosaurs. What makes you think they're not going to kill you? Like, they may, they, who knows? They just might. She's like, let me help you out with that. And then all of a sudden, that's when Nick comes in. They're like, no! And then from there, they just have this fight in the fucking mud. And it's like, there's even like a sword, too. Because somehow, some way, fucking... Um, the Baron brought a sword with him. Yeah, and Joyce finds it and starts swinging it around and stuff. And Nick's like, oh, I knew this time would come. Good thing I have this sword training's <laughs> built in. Since I thought that I thought that time at the POW camp would have got all the softness out of you. <laughs> so it's the softness that makes me strong. <laughs> Just, it's not bad, but it's like some bullshit. Like and, well, I don't know. And then it's like Achilles or one of them comes running in to like it's almost like kind of like Blue, I guess you would say, like in Jurassic World, comes in and tries to help yeah. out. And of course, Joyce gets like a swing at him and it just like makes a big old cut into him. And there's, like, blood everywhere and so on. And, of course, Maya's like, no, Achilles, you can't kill him. And then Nick's like, you can't hurt my friend. I love that dinosaur more than any woman. <laughs> we went to the VA together. <laughs> we filed our taxes together. Don't you dare take that moment away from me. <laughs> We're gonna start a we're gonna start a veterans bowling team. <laughs> you can't die on me, no, Achilles, no, just like the prophecy spoke. <laughs> Prometheus, bring the fire! And then the other dinosaurs come running in, and then they fuck. He doesn't actually shout out, "Bring the fire!" But, but I, I think that should be in the rewrite of this. A little extra line poked in there. <laughs> Why not? We're already this far into the fucking ridiculousness of the script. And then, like... And then the Vlopasaurus has come flying in, like, there's my friendly ghost. I forgot about you. Kisp. <laughs> see, I ain't afraid of no ghost. I can't say the same about you. No! He just gets, like, eaten by the fucking... by Casper or whatever. And then, from there... The, the, here's where they just really have, like, the 80s ending, because it's just like, they're just standing, there's, like, dead bodies everywhere and stuff. It's like Maya and Nick just stand there. It's pretty fucking awesome, huh? And I just almost picture like some awesome like '80s song, like, almost like that song in like Commando, just playing in the background, like somewhere, bam, bam, somehow, bam, bam. <laughs> or that song, um, that song from uh, from um, Streets of Fire. Oh yeah, um, nowhere fast. Yeah, go going nowhere fast. Because well, all that part's <laughs> like they're like, "You all right? Yeah, I'm fine." You know, it's like you're bleeding. Ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> That's what I say. So what about the embryos? It's like, yeah, John Hammond switched that up. <laughs> that swabbled bastard. What's you gonna? Oh, they, we forget that something though. We forget the thing. The, the dinosaurs, Prometheus or Achilles, whichever one was the the leader. I think that was actually Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. Spartacus. I don't know what the fuck happened to Spartacus? Oh no, he's still there. Yeah. One of them comes by, 
and they don't move. And he sniffs both of them, and all the other dinosaurs run up behind him, waiting for his command. And then he just runs off the other direction. Like, I remember you. You are kind to me. You smell like Abercrombie and Finch. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, no, I smell like Wingstop. That's how I take him after. Like, that's why I take him after every mission. You know, like how you take a kid to a, to like ice cream after a little league game. After every mission, I took him go to Wingstop. Wing you know what I mean? We had some buffalo sauce on me still. <laughs> they love that buffalo sauce. I tell you, mix that up a little bit. They're going right now. And like, the thing is, like, around the woods, they're like, how long do you think they're going to last? I don't know. An hour? Maybe maybe two? Fuck it. America. <laughs> and then and then it cuts back to, like, this seems like the most random way to end it. Like, this almost seems like maybe like maybe a midway credits thing, but then it goes back to Sherman. He's like, hello, is anybody there? <laughs> like, it's hours later. The sun it's is dark. coming up. Fucking, like, insects are landing on him and shit. He's just like, ah. It's, it's oh, like, it's like the morning. It's like the next morning. He's just waking <laughs> he up. He fell asleep, tree. like in the tree branches. Like a bear was coming after him or something. And then, he, then all of a sudden, like there's like a this is so cartoony. And then all of a sudden, there's like uh, a uh, one of the uh, one of the one of the um, aerodactyl pterodactyl. What the fuck? <laughs> aerodactyl, like a fucking Pokemon, Pokemon goes right now. The pterodog comes flying into him. There's one lands on the tree. Says, "Oh, that's a nice birdie. You stay over there." Then another one comes out. "Oh, nice birdie. You stay right there." Then another one comes out. He sees it has sharp teeth. Opens its mouth. He says, "Oh!" <laughs> like, like pans up of like just the uh, of the fucking like you know forest as you hear him screaming. <laughs> and it goes, just I love how after that it just goes credits roll. <laughs> fucking nerd. That's you got a song by Fuel starts to play since 2006. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny because it's like one of those ones where <laughs> that Sherman guy really doesn't do anything like wrong. I don't remember like in there. He just is like the fucking nerd in charge of this. It's like he's like he's like he's just very emotionless. He has no problem like these di- dinosaurs addicted to dino crack like, and dino heroin. At least they get to feel something. Poor Sherman doesn't feel anything. Sherman just feels a void that could only be filled with nachos. <laughs> but they gotta be the- and jerking off at three o'clock in the morning with all the lights off, <laughs> sitting down while he's doing it, of course. While s- not standing, that takes too much effort. While slowly rubbing a bottle of cheese was over you, my naked body, and, it's, and it's leaving and, le- and leaving the city windows open, hopefully hoping that the pigeons will come by and land on me. <laughs> I will be their See, their erect their erect nacho Jesus. See, it all ties into the ending because then later on it's like, oh, I forgot, I, I got a can of cheese whiz here. Start spraying it on. Amazing stuff in that. Draft. I just I imagined like <laughs> now I just imagined an earlier draft where he writes that in, and then the, the like the, the producers like. Dude, what the fuck is this thing about him jerking off with nacho cheese with the window open, trying to get pigeons to land on him? What the fuck? Just wait till you get to the end. Just wait till you get to the end. It's gonna come back around. You're gonna love it. It's got the best ending ever. It's gonna come back around full circle. I I, I don't really want to know how. Just trust me. Just trust me on this, okay? He has to jerk off with a can of nacho cheese, and then with with the pigeons coming in, it, it's foreshadowing. If you really look deep into it, like I don't. Okay, whatever. You hate fucking nerds too, right? Oh, cool. I'm not gonna answer yes or no on that one. Yeah, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> we gotta put a mirror up to the audience, like, this is you, change your ways, or you're gonna be eaten by a fucking pterodactyl. Yeah. 
Learn your lessons. Cut the credits. Put your off with cheese whiz. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, it is. Trust me. These fucking nerds get crafty. Yeah. Literally. Crafty with a K. <laughs> Craft cheese. <laughs> oh, because back around to that sliced cheese, too. Yeah, so there's Jurassic Park 4, the original scripts. Yeah, there it's it's one of those ones where as I, I feel like if it was an exploitation movie or like just like a knockoff dinosaur movie to Jurassic Park, it would be kind of fine. But I feel like I don't know, it's just one of those ones like it kind of reminds me of like the things I don't really care for as much in like sort of Jurassic Park things where it starts to go too far away from just regular dinosaurs like you know, it's like Regular dinosaurs, there's so many dinosaurs out there. We can just stick with that for, like, days, you know, years, and never have to go anywhere else. Where this one just feels like it's just trying to go into, like, some weird action, you know, let's turn these dinosaurs into bioweapons and not really have any extra characters from the other stuff other than John Hammond in here. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing about a lot of these dress parts. Well, I mean, let's see. Third one... They just had kind of like a weird rotating roster. You had the first one, and then you would get random people from one or two, from you know Lost World, then um, number three. Then you get to four, and four is like okay, nobody from the originals is really in this other than Doctor Wu, and then Malk. But then now I guess you got your new set of characters. So it's kind of one of those things where I think that they're maybe trying to take this thing in a new direction by just giving a new cast of like you know if this one if this is the movie they made they probably went in with intending to bring um nick and maya is the new two leads for the following movie yeah and i think that's probably what they're going with but it's the weird thing about jurassic park it has like that same kind of resident evil kind of problem where it's like no no no, stop making new characters every single goddamn time utilize the characters that you already have i mean you're gonna put some new characters in there because you need like somebody to die but like you should always still have like your classic characters i feel it's like a lot of times when i think about jurassic park 3 it's like that one almost you could have had it where like something weird like instead of having that kid kind of land on the island and i think we've talked about this before but like is that should have been like almost like Tim, and maybe Tim was going out there doing some fucking research, you know, search of some kind, you know, and Tim gets trapped out there, so that's the whole reason that fucking um, Grant, Grant wants to go because these guys like shit. I love that boy. I didn't think I was gonna love that boy, but I love that boy. You know what I mean? He maybe one became a kid. Even I never ended up getting one. <laughs> you know. So, like, it, I feel like that would just give even more reason why it's just like it's like Tim. I told you not to get in that fucking science shit. <laughs> This is what it got you back on this island. How many years later? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're on the wrong island, too. But, uh, like, I feel just, like, small things like that just by, like, actually utilizing, like, you know, the actual characters from there. And then does also maybe make, like, Ellie not such, like, a throwaway character in 3 because it's almost like, what happened to Ellie? She gave up. She got fucking married. She said, fuck it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's Ellie for you. Oh, is she coming back for anything else? <laughs> no, probably not. She's just there to answer a phone. Just there to do her woman job of answering a phone. <laughs> woman! <laughs> it's like... the dinosaur man! <laughs> yeah. I'm the dinosaur man. Like, I just make Sam Neill just like the most butch masculine character in this whole series. Yeah, no, that, that's just the Nick. The Nick character's like that. That's why I feel this Nick guy's just written to be. is just like ultimate, like... Yeah, like oh, it's, it's like literally like a triple X movie, just like happened to be with dinosaurs. Yeah, I feel like he could have been the way he's written. He seems like he could have been Vin Diesel. You know, just one of those things. But um, and it's even kind of like I feel like 
we sort of touched on this before earlier on, but I think after Steven in one and two, like once he stopped kind of like full on directing the movies, it's like they started going more and more kind of blockbustery, like popcorn flicks. And I think it's that thing where like, see, Steven knows how to do like a movie where it can be a blockbuster, but it still has a lot of depth in it. And it still has a lot you can take from it. Like per, you know, Jurassic Park, Lost World, both have that. There's like a lot going on. Whereas the movies kind of went on three. Now three, like what I always like about three is because it just, it takes all the deleted scenes from the book and kind of like runs them into a story there. So that's why I always feel like that. But at the end of the day, it still is kind of like a popcorn type flick where let's just get people on island. Let's just get some action to happen and we'll be attacked. And that's kind of even what Jurassic World and then also Fallen Kingdom is, is I feel like they're, they're starting to get too far away from being like about the science and about like real dinosaurs and about getting kids involved in like history and so on to just making like a fun action movie that doesn't really have a whole lot of depth to it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I hope it can kind of go back the other way and kind of get there. I mean, really, I guess the only thing that could happen is if Steven actually does it himself, not just produces it. Cause obviously Steven doesn't have a whole lot to say. It's probably just like, well, this one's just write, write a check. Yeah. Try to check throw his name on there. So people still feel a little comfortable that he's involved. I think he stopped. I don't know if he still did the Transform movies. After a while, they're still like they're like produced by Steven Spielberg. And they kind of dropped that. I mean, you can t- take my name off that one. It's fine. <laughs> well, that was probably. I almost want to say he's on the Bumblebee one too. It's just like, well, that that check is a good one. You know, <laughs> I mean, I ain't fucking get rid of that check. I'm actually curious if he actually did direct. If he did direct those other movies right there, produce them. But um, what produce them? If he have, if he have produced, if he have, because I know he's produced the first I one. Know so I know he's on Bumblebee, know. because I saw it when I looked at the poster, like, at the theater. I was like, the fuck? Steven Spielberg's still producing this? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, every so often you'll see something like, oh, really? This guy had a hand in it? Like, you'd be surprised how many things, like, you see, like, oh, Brad Pitt helped produce this movie? Just randomly? Just things, like, you don't expect always. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, so this script right here, it's not perfect, but it is, uh interesting to read you know if you really like jurassic park stuff i'm gonna say check it out it's just kind of interesting yeah it's totally like that kind where i i guess it's like it's gone so far from the michael crichton style of like what jurassic park service maybe that's what it is more than anything else maybe it's not even steven necessarily maybe it's michael crichton because that's what happens once michael crichton died then it was like then it started going like in different directions mm-hmm. yeah well i mean i i still think that even when like my, I think still it could be a big part of Steven because he really wanted to make sure it stayed within like science and uh, adventure. And even those ones, uh, four and five still had that. But I feel like I feel like that uh, this one did not have much of it. Like I came up with some bullshit reasons as of why and how they're able to like control the dinosaurs, which is oh that's kind of interesting. But it's never really a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then that's also, too, the Barbasol can's already kind of, like, the cool, like, plot point of it. And it's so barely there. And then at the very end, it's like, ah, John Hammond got it. I got that phone call. And it's like, okay, what do you do with it? Nothing? Like, what? Well, like, well, the, the whole point of the movie was to get that Barbasol can. That kind of just disappeared. Like, I don't know. It's like, I almost just felt like you could have just focused where, like, it was just always on the island it was about getting the Barbasol can. Maybe the Barbasol can doesn't even come up right out. It almost comes a little too early in this. But, like, it's more about... There's, like, a, maybe a three-way struggle between, like, maybe some, like, guerrilla warriors, which these could be kind of tied into, like, your Mexican, like, coke dealers and so on if you want. Then maybe just, like, somebody's like, oh, shit, 
let's go capture that. That's going to be a fucking investment right there. Then you got maybe like sort of a form of engine trying to still like retake the island, and then you got Nick coming in as fucking you know John Hammond's boy to get the barbasol can and have them kind of like duke it out there on the island while dinosaurs are kind of in play. But I don't know. Yeah, I think there's in hindsight there's a number of couple ways. I think it's also one of those things not to totally bring down this script because I think it's easy to kind of look at a movie in a script and just be like, oh. Oh, dude, you should have done that. Like, uh, you, you know, yeah, yeah, I should have. Where, because I, I could think of times where I was working on something, and I was just like, man, I can't fucking find a way around this. And then it literally, I'm like, oh, oh, I just switch this around and get rid of that guy, and that gets rid of that plot point, which and I can make this easier. You know, I've, 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 I've other people have pointed that kind of thing out before. So I think it's just one of those things. Like, this is also a second draft. Wasn't well, yeah, well, and this script does feel like, like, disincluding the fact, it just feels like it was almost like a one take script. You know, it doesn't have that feeling mm-hmm. of like someone who sat there and thought this out for many like months and really wrote a bunch of notes. It just really feels like a guy had this and it was like a weekend project. And he's like, shit, I'll get a, I'll get a script cranked out, but I'll have, like something, I'll have went, something by Monday morning. Yeah. Well, oh, it's like one of those things like, okay, so, um, baseball game. Um, okay. Then he's at the Island and then he's in Switzerland, the, uh, Alps. Yeah. Good, good. Alps, Alps. All right. Then after that, uh, Mexico, uh, drug raid, uh, back to the Alps, uh, Mexico, other drug raid, and done. Yeah, cool. it, it, it does have that feeling like it is kind of like a quick, you know. I, I, I think the thing is, is because this is one of these scripts that kind of has that, like, mystique around it, like, and everything like that. And it's almost one of those ones when you kind of read, it's not like the Mario Brothers script. That's the thing, is, like, the Mario Brothers script, you read that and you're like, shit, this is magic right here. That Mar- That original Mario Brothers script that we read... It's so amazing. Like that was thought out. That was a very thought out script. They took some time to actually really research the games, which there wasn't a whole lot to go off of back then. And then on top of that, all the like you know threads they pulled through because there's a lot of callbacks in that script that kind of come around full circle. There's like like kind of like an Edgar Wright movie almost because you know you see Edgar Wright movie, they always have all this foreshadowing of like like that. That's part of that's what, what one of his gimmicks in all his movies. That has a bunch of that too. So that script you can tell was pretty thought out, and maybe you, it was a first draft. And there's still a few things to kind of straighten out, but it was pretty thought out for a first draft. For this one, even though I've, the the first dra- the original draft they have for this isn't out there. Like a pitch, apparently the original pitch was it was Ian Malcolm and Doctor Grant again, and then things change once they signed off, and uh, that's what that was more was the pitching stage. And then there is the third draft, which is not out there, but there is concept art for when they start doing hybrid human dinosaurs, which is really crazy. You can find some of the concept art for that. Just these, there's one with a robot arm, like yeah. a raptor man with a robot arm. So yeah, and and those are the things too. It's like okay, I know in the original book, Doctor Wu does play with the idea because he's like John, like we should so fucking like he's like I could turn these you know dinosaurs into anything you want. I can make them you know obedient. I can make them bigger, smaller, so on. He like he, so there is all that kind of concept that comes with Jurassic. World world and so on in like this script as well but i feel like one's one's like there's so many cool regular dinosaurs that have never gotten any screen time i feel like why are we wasting our time that's kind of like how i felt about jurassic park 5 it was like why are we wasting our time on this hybrid fucking raptor you know what i mean like that could have been so many other dinosaurs when we already had something like that in the previous yeah. uh, jurassic yeah. I, I just feel like once we're starting to get to the hybrid thing it reminds me of like turok 2 
And it's not that Turok 2 is not, like, a good game, but I just felt like once, like, Turok started going away from just regular dinosaurs to all these, like, mutant shit, it was like, I started to lose a little bit more interest. It's like, no, no, I thought it was really cool when it's just a Native American guy fucking killing dinosaurs and shit. Like, don't give me this mutant and all this other world stuff. Like, let's just, now now we're just going too far past the realm of, like, what we kind of have. When there's just so much there, but it's not like, you know, you go to that kind of place once you've already, like, ran the course of the regular stuff, but, like, dinosaurs it's just like just pick up any dinosaur encyclopedia you have characters for days you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah i don't know it's just one of those ones like i hope the jurassic park can kind of come back to that time period i feel like that's probably i don't know not saying that it can't happen but it's kind of stuck in that sort of the popcorn fun movie section of you know i think high and don't like pay attention to what you're watching type films how much mixed reactions i mean because world was generally like oh we're glad to have this thing back where world jurassic park um jurassic world fallen kingdom was a little bit more of like you know what i kind of wish it would kind of go back to this over here it was actually very a lot like let me put it this way and we'll wrap this up soon yeah but it was a lot kind of like the same reaction to um the new Star Wars trilogy, which was, oh, we're just so glad to have it back. And then when you get to Last Jedi, people are like, a mm, little less of this, a little more of that. So Yeah, because even those Star Wars movies, I feel, they're kind of in that same feel. They have that same feeling as, like, Jurassic Park 5 does, where it's like, they're still, at the end of the day, they're still fun and they're still good, but, like, I feel like they're still missing the depth that there used to be in the George Lucas versions. Just like that, I feel like we're missing the depth that there used to be in the Steven Spielberg Jurassic Park movies. And it's just one of those movies. And oddly enough, like, Jurassic Park 5 reminds me, like, this script right here, where I actually like the first part, like, a lot. Like, I think the beginning of Jurassic Park 5 is really good. And it's once they kind of mm-hmm. leave the island, that's when it's kind of like, oh, okay, it's, I don't know. And that's like this thing here. This thing starts off really good. Like the first, I love the beginning of the script. I think it's a fucking fantastic start. And then it just peters <laughs> out once they get to fucking Switzerland. And it's not bad, but it's just kind of like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, it slows down. It's, it's, yeah, it's, guess, it's yeah. just kind of okay, you know? I mean, it, it's worth reading if you like if you like Jurassic Park and you want to know a little weird part of its history. It's worth reading. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting history part. It's not really like anything that really changes it for you because I think it's because it just doesn't have the Michael Crichtonness to it. So it feels like it's like reading fucking Lord of the Rings stories that aren't like, you know, by um, Tolkien or something like that. It's just like, well, that seems fucking weird. Like, who the fuck decides they yeah. can write that stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, still an interesting one. I look forward to more of these like random scripts that we can find of like lost movies that were never made. Yeah, it depends on like chances are if we do one, it's not. Gonna, I mean, you probably find just random unproduced scripts that never got made. But we're, we're gonna be aiming for things like whether it be a sequel to something or a uh, or like a established franchise of some kind so there's a little bit more reason like oh you know rather just some random i mean i'm sure there's some great original scripts yeah that were i don't made. feel like i want to just sit down and just start randomly reading shit unless i was going to be producing something <laughs> i feel like that sounds like a lot yeah. of work to kind of go out of you unless we, unless we come across like a script to an unproduced like tarantino or spielberg movie then okay but yeah beyond that though it's like yeah probably just something more of like okay here's like a script to a video game movie or a sequel or something or like i know i have a justice league one like justice league mortal i'd like to do that one i found that one so mm-hmm. yeah yeah no there there's all kinds of cool stuff out there it's just interesting to see because you know like any movie comes out that goes through so many different hands and like the final result sometimes is completely different than what it started out at and um yeah it's interesting but um but yeah Jurassic Park 4, the lost script 
it's not really that lost because a lot of these elements are like pretty much put together in Jurassic Park four and five or as whatever Jurassic World. Those ones kind of like aped many of these moments in here, but um, still kind of cool concept, still worth taking a look at. But um, till next time, check out oldmanoings.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, music, movies, and more. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, and we're out of here.